Hello and welcome to the podcast from the MRC University of Glasgow Centre for Virus Research, known as Contagious Thinking. I'm Connor, a postdoc at the CVR and your host for this episode. Following on the theme of innate immunity and contagious thinking started by Greg and Adam in the last two episodes, I'm joined this week by the Centre Internationale de Research on Infectiology, or CIRI, for short's Marlene Dreux. Marlene is a team leader there in Lyon, France, working on immunovirology, where she combines cell biology, virology and immunology to find out how our cells sense viral infections like dengue, chikungunya and hepatitis C virus and keep our body safe. Listen to her tell us how she became interested in its anti-arbovirus immunity by starting out working on hepatitis C virus in France and then in the USA. So I'm Marlene Dreux and I'm coming from Syrie, Lyon and I'm a researcher so I lead a a team of uh, eight people at the moment Uh, and this is a center on infectious uh, diseases and our focus is is more on flaviviruses but not only also HCV and other viruses to understand how they trigger the innate response and especially the interferon response so this is one side and the other side is how the viruses could defeat this response and we know that it could evolve very uh, different mechanism to block and so prevent this response within infected cells. So here you're a professor? So it's not professor, it's equivalent. So it's an insert uh, position, so I'm chargé de recherche. So it means I have a tenure of the position mm-hmm. um, and I lead the group. So I guess INSERM is more like the MRC? Yeah, it's, 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 so it's quite like, complex. It's not a university, but it's... It's more like your NIH? Or? Yes, it's. I would compare that to NIH. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's dedicated to um, research in uh, related to a medical uh, concern. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it provides a, a mean for the I mean, salary, obviously, and a little bit of funding for the running of the lab. And so this is a French agency, and there is another one called the CNRS, and this is the equivalent. And so for those positions, uh, as PI, we don't we don't have a requirement for uh, teaching. Mm-hmm. It's only for research. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's very like what, at least what here used to be. Um, so you haven't always been at Lyon? So, well, I'm, I'm not from Lyon initially, but I came to Lyon uh, in 2001 to start um, uh, so it was at the time so I I, I studied at the ENS so it's École Normale Supérieure mm-hmm. so in France we have two systems one is the, the, this uh, what we call Grande École and the other is the, the university so I decided to go for a Grande École and I did there my master it was actually in neuroscience so mm-hmm. very uh, different <laughs> and looking at the the, corti- uh, the development, the neuronal uh, development. And actually now I merge some projects on that, uh, working on Zika. So that's mm-hmm. uh, a funny... Cool. Um, come back to yes, the start. Yeah. Coming back to the first uh, things. And then for my PhD, I move on a t- totally different subject because I study HCV. Mm-hmm. And especially I, I study how the viruses is entering into the cells and how this... Entry is uh, is linked and regulated by the lipid and especially the lipid lipoprotein. So those are macromolecular complex that are known to uh, bring cholesterol 
in the cells and uh, for HCV this uh, lipoprotein are very important at different steps of the life cycle and during my PhD we we um, focus on the link between this lipoprotein and one cell antireceptor which is SRV1. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you were really involved in some of the really early uh, yeah. pioneering work on um, hep C entry. So who was your boss at the time? So at the time I worked with François Loïc Cosset. Mm. So he's, uh, actually he was one of the first to bring a system to study cell entry. This is called pseudoparticule. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a model and at that time our study were limited to this model because we didn't have the um, greening viruses in cell culture. It's, this came in 2005. So my PhD started in, in 2004. And so during yes. my PhD, actually, I saw really a, a, a big jump in the field. It was mm-hmm. a very exciting time because uh, things were limited. People start to actually have this new uh, cell culture mm-hmm. model and just... Uh, door open on every question yeah, so that was yeah. super exciting yeah yeah yeah, yeah and now we have uh, therapeutic again hcv so i think this field has been uh, super successful yep yep so then you finish your phd and then you and so i finished my phd and then uh, in three years so in 2007 and then i moved to uh, san diego for my postdoc and there I, I work in at, so at Scripps, and this was in the lab of Franck Cesari because I wanted to extend my, my background and my knowledge on immunology. So mm-hmm. I decided to pick for postdoc a lab working on HCV, but on the INYAT and adaptive response yeah. against mm-hmm. these viruses. So uh, Franck Cesari was very well known for that. Mm-hmm. And there I worked first on autophagy, and uh, so what we discover is, is and that was unexpected, is that autophagy was a proviral pathway for HCV. Mm-hmm. And now we know a lot about interaction between autophagy and viruses, but at this time it was one of the first examples of the relationship between viruses and, and autophagy. And during my postdoc, I also initiated this work on the plasmocytoidendritic mm-hmm. cells. So this is yet immune cells specialized for the production of type 1 interferon. And we discovered that HCV could trigger the type 1 interferon by these cells through the, uh, through the um, transfer of immunostimulatory stimul- uh, immuno stimulatory RNA via exosome. Mm-hmm. And that was part of my work during PhD. And then I got this tenure position in France in 2011. So I stayed three years in the US. And I came back with uh, this, um, I mean, this expertise and so work continuing on on PDC and how they sense infected cells. So at that time, that was HCV, and I decided to enlarge that to other viruses. And I've actually, I pick um, flaviviruses for, well, different reasons. One is it's of interest for the um, global health, I would mm-hmm. say. And the second is that it was possible to go from in vivo to, uh, from in vitro to in vivo work with uh, these viruses. So it's something you couldn't really do with. Absolutely. So HCV was still limited for this point of view. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting to um, to have the, <coughs> t- the two approach combined within my lab. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but I still, our activity was uh, continuing also a bit with uh, HCV uh, on the side. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could just 
dive in for a couple of minutes about exactly how this uh, this transfer works. So you've got a virus replicating in one cell, but then it can't replicate in another cell, and it's sending things out, or is the host so, sending things out? Or? So yes, yeah, so it's exactly that. So the PDC is able to sense the infected cells, and this will involve a contact between the two cells, and it involves the transfer of immunostimulatory RNA from infected cells to the PDC. But in the meantime, the PDC, they don't get really infected. There is no productive infection in PDC, and because they have such a huge type 1 interferon response, and the immunostimulatory uh, RNA could be vehiculed by non-canonical and non-infectious uh, particle and for example exosome in the context of HCV and immature particle in the context of flaviviruses and really our, our recent work um, revealed that there is a cell polarization at the contact and uh, so there is different components, including uh, a platform, a cytoskeleton platform, along with endocytic uh, a component. And that will actually uh, help for the transfer of the immunostimulatory RNA from one cell to the other. And we decided to call that uh, interferogenic synapse. Okay, so okay. this is uh, following on the concept of immunological synapse, neurological mm -hmm. synapse. And now a new type of synapse. Yeah, cool. So this is just a physically joining the dendritic cell to Absolutely. the infected cell. Yeah. And are these PDCs, are they everywhere in the body or are they localized? Or do they come in? or? So they are, yeah, they are circulant cells. So they are present in the blood. And when there is infection, it's very well known that they will be part of the infiltrate. Mm -hmm. So they are going to the side of infection. And our in vivo recent and still unpublished in vivo work suggests that they will be actually key for the antiviral response against uh, dengue and chikungunya mm -hmm. in vivo. Oh, okay. Um, I've still got some time. So then you're still doing work on hepatitis C? Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely, um, yes. So, um, <laughs> still like this virus. Yeah, yeah. Although there is therapeutic um, outside, but I, I think now we know a lot of things about that vi these viruses, and so this is really a, a model, a viral model, uh, to understand the relationship between viruses and the host cells. And mm -hmm. we have tools to address this. And and obviously then the next question is how, how this will be true as well for other viruses. And for that, we actually compare different infections. Mm -hmm. And the other point for HIV, it's, it's a fascinating virus mm -hmm. in terms of relationship with the lipid and uh, mm -hmm. assembly process and you probably know a lot yeah, about a, that. It's a very unique it's, it's a very unique it has a unique yeah. feature absolutely yeah. so it's a fascinating viruses yeah. and also there's no vaccine as well so until absolutely. there's a vaccine I think you'll still be important um, but then uh, alongside that you're doing the flavivirus work so that's dengue and Zika and Zika as well yes yeah. so uh uh, we yeah we combined study on both viruses. So in the lab, I think we have like uh, almost ten or even more different viruses right. in routine. So I have an engineer; she is very skilled for that. Any viruses, she could get it. Just get her hands yes, on them. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So positive and negative, and RNA viruses. Yes. Yeah. No DNA viruses. Yeah. Not yet. Okay. And do you see any interesting differences, or, or are they all very similar? What so actually? 
either case. So when it's similar, it's great because it's enlarged the feature. So mm-hmm. we can say that, okay, this is probably something conserved and so something that is related to the host. Mm-hmm. And when the, we see some difference, then it's interesting as well because either it's something that is specific due to the life cycle of the viruses itself, which is obviously different for every mm-hmm. viruses, or it's because there is a counteracting mechanism by the viruses, and there it's also something to study. Okay, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, so then to finish up, do you have any advice for young scientists? <laughs> Enjoy science. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, it's yeah. the main... I would say for me it has been always the main driver. I would say that... Science is sometimes tough. Um, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes we don't know where we go. Um, there is a time of insecure position. Mm-hmm. Where do you do after a PhD? What do you do after a puzzle? But I think the main, I mean, the main thing is to enjoy science. And I think that, that we have the opportunity to do a job we like. Mm-hmm. And that is um, evolving over time because PhD is different from postdoc. Mm-hmm. And when you get PI, it's again uh, something different. You get interesting sp- by science, but through people. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of teaching and trying to actually get uh, to transmit your knowledge, but actually also your enthusiasm about science. Mm-hmm. And that can be just equally challenging, but in a different way. In a different way. Yeah. And then... If you couldn't be a scientist, um, so you weren't allowed to be a scientist, what would you be? Yeah, no idea. <laughs> so, so far, I didn't sort of it. Yeah, it's okay just to say a scientist. I mean, that's, uh, we've asked this question to so many people, and about half of them say, I can't imagine being anything else. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us and thanks to Marlene for joining me in this episode. As always, you can find our previous content on antiviral immunity over at cvrblog.myportfolio.com. Email us at cvrcontagiousthinking at gmail.com or tweet us at, at @cvrblog. Join us next week where we join with Dr. Rob Gifford, the CVR's resident evolutionary virologist, on his life in science.